Hi, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of SAPE Speaks, a podcast brought to you by Sexual Assault Peer Educators, otherwise known as SAPE. SAPE is a student group committed to educating the Georgetown community about interpersonal violence and supporting survivors of sexual assault. SAPE hopes that this collection of conversations will encourage, support, educate, and inspire necessary dialogue in the Georgetown community. As a content note, issues of sexual assault and other forms of interpersonal violence will be explored and discussed. Please prioritize your well-being while listening to these podcasts. We also want to remind listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are a representation of the speakers themselves and not all reflect those of SAPE, Health Education Services, or Georgetown. With all of that, let's dive into today's episodes with SAPE's graduating seniors as we reflect on our time at Georgetown and the lessons we've learned through our time at SAPE. All right, so I'm going to go first. Um, I'm Katarina Watson. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am obviously a senior in the college um, studying women's and gender studies and biology. Um, I'm originally from Vancouver, Washington, and I joined SAPE this year, so I'm actually fairly new. Hi, everybody. My name's Maeda. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and they, them. Um, I am a senior as well in the SFS. Um, my major is STIA with a focus in global health, and my minor is biology and French. Um, I'm from Northern California, Redding, California, um, and I've been in state for three years. Hi, everyone. My name is Marielle, and my pronouns are she, they. Uh, obviously, I'm a senior as well. Uh, I'm currently in the SFS, majoring in culture and politics with a minor in women's and gender studies. Uh, I am from Phoenix, Arizona, and this is my fourth year in SAVE. Hi guys, I'm Courtney Smith. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I'm also a senior. Um, I'm in the college, double majoring in government and psychology. Um, I'm from Greenwich, Connecticut, and I have been in SAVE for three years now. So Katerina, um, to start off with you, what do you wish you had known entering hookup and dating culture at Georgetown your freshman year? Yeah, so just for context, like I had never had a relationship of any kind before entering Georgetown. So I kind of entered Georgetown being like, this is my time. I'm going to find a partner. It's going to be great. There's all these new people that are so smart and like from all over the world. Um, so I thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Um, mainly in the sense that like I had struggled with disordered eating in high school and some mental health issues and thought that I had really like gained all of my security back and like worked on myself in that regard. But I think that like dating culture and like entering a relationship my freshman fall made me realize that I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was just a tough, I think it was a tough time for, for of course myself, but also for my partner because he didn't really, you know, like, like kind of puts him in a tough spot. Like, oh, like I wanna like build your confidence and security, but you're ultimately the person that needs to like build that within yourself. So like, perhaps I, I should have waited a bit longer. Um, of course, like we figured it out and have actually been together for most of our Georgetown experience, um, but it definitely was like very difficult the first year. Um, so I think just like as a general like statement to encompass all of that, um, I wish that I had like built 
confidence and security in myself before looking for it in others, namely in like romantic partners. I think that that's kind of like what society had fed me. That's like, oh, like once you find a partner, like that's it, like you're good to go. Like that's what you're always, you know, life is about finding your other half. But so much of like what we need is just in ourselves. And you also change so much at Georgetown that like freshman year you is like going to develop and grow so much more. So like you just really have to be patient with yourself. And I think that like I was definitely very impatient with myself and have only realized that in like my later years. So I think that I almost made freshman year a little bit harder for myself by not being like realistic and more patient. Um, yeah, so just like taking your time, um, finding comfort in the discomfort, you know, like freshman fall is like never perfect or comfortable. And like, people are gonna tell you that they're fine, but like, they're not fine, you know? And so just like sitting in the fact that you're not fine and like working through that and taking however much time you need to work through that. Um, I think that I, I definitely struggled with that a bit, just like being honest with myself, honestly. And then I, I wasn't able to be honest with those who cared about me. Um, yeah, and then also just like knowing, I think in regard to like romantic and sexual partners in particular, like knowing your body is so important. And obviously like this, like sex ed, is lacking a lot like I didn't have really sex ed at all so this is a very like personal and like late journey that I went through and like knowing my body um, but I definitely like urge everyone to do so um, just so you know like what you want out of like romantic sexual partnerships um, kind of because in a sense like you kind of do have to like advocate for yourself in like Kind of in and outside of the bedroom like because people are also figuring out their own stuff so they're not going to know like what you want and need so you have to be able to like articulate that yourself and that doesn't mean that like the burden is on like women and under other gender minorities to like tell their partners like this is what i need to have a good time like obviously everyone needs to be working towards that and better communication um but it does like help a lot to kind of know what you want need because others aren't going to know it before you do, you know? Um, yeah. And then just thinking about like hookup culture, like it's not for everyone. I think that some people, you know, like very much enjoy that and like need to go through that in college. But I think like now talking with my roommates, now that I'm a senior, it's like that it like, it is difficult. Like it's difficult to be intimate with people and but like not be emotionally intimate with them um i think that requires like a lot of like self-assurance um self-security and like self-confidence um so just not jumping into that too early and like if you do jump into it and you realize it's not for you like it's totally fine to like not partake in it like you can absolutely go to a party with your friends and like you don't have to go home with someone like that's never the thing that you have to do even if it seems like it is. Um, yeah, and like, I don't, I definitely don't regret any of it. I think that the, the path that I took led me to the right place. And a lot of that came from things like SAPE and the Title IX course that's in the Gender Studies program and like doing activism on campus. Um, so I'm happy that I'm, I took 
the journey that I took to get here. It was a long one, but here we are. Um, so I think like to end, um, if I had to tell my freshman self one thing about like all of these topics that I've kind of delved into, um, I would tell her that, you know, just like take your time, like you are gonna find who you are and who your people are. And it's all just gonna be okay. I know that's very cheesy, but like it is, it's just so true. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, I hope that fully answered your question. It was kind of a, a long-winded way to get there, but that's how I feel about all those things. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks y'all. Great response. All right, um, Maida, it's your turn. Um, let me ask you, what you would want to tell yourself freshman year, um, mainly about like hookup culture and why you're in SAPE, um, kind of just let us know where you are with that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to give my little like background as well, because I was I've been reflecting a lot like, I don't know, I, I, I will probably like kind of find like comparisons and contrast like in all of our stories, which I think will be really cool. But um, yeah, like, I, um, I guess my kind of journey with all of this started, um, I was, uh, and just a, a brief content warning for sexual assault. Um, I, I was uh, like emotionally and uh, sexually and physically abused by a boyfriend when I was like 13 um, during like a really formative part of my life. Um, and I grew up in a really small town in, in California. So it was also like a pretty small community. Um, I didn't really get the opportunity to necessarily process that, especially in this like pretty conservative Christian community um, in high school. But I think when I came to Georgetown, I mean, I moved across the country. So it kind of, it gave me that space to really process that in a way outside of like that specific microcosm. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess this all ties in. Um, in that like, uh, especially right after this assault, um, in most of high school, I was like very hypersexual. Um, I, I think that's a common response in a lot of trauma survivors where um, you have this period where you feel disconnected from your body. So you feel like number one, you can kind of, in an effort, I think partially to reconnect with it, like physically reconnect with it, as well as, um, I think it was simultaneously this feeling of like, feeling already soiled um, in a way. So like, I can do whatever I want with it. it um, but that was definitely where I was before this. And I kind of entered Georgetown freshman year with the same mentality, like, um, like I like having sex. Um, I'm a very like, and I personally am really like, I enjoy hookup culture in that I, especially at this point when I hadn't really dealt with a lot of this trauma, I wasn't sure how to have a healthy relationship. Um, the only models I'd had before were clearly not great. Um, and I I guess I didn't feel comfortable in a way um, with holding one and having like Katarina, like you touched on, especially communication um, because I didn't know what it was like to set a boundary. Um, I think that's, that's such a key part of any relationship with anyone, like where you end and where someone begins. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of came in with this mentality, like I'll just sleep around, like whatever, it doesn't matter. And I definitely like 
I had fun. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of been, I joined state my sophomore year and I started going to therapy then. And that's been a process as well. Like I can still like have fun. I, at the time I was also pulled into another kind of abusive relationship. Um, again, with this, I have a trend of unhealthy relationships. So um, it was, it, I, I think joining SAFE helped me process. I, in the first episode, we talked a lot about like, uh, like healthy sexuality as opposed to just like sexual assault prevention. And I think that's something like I really learned in SAFE as well, um, if not explicitly, basically like, yeah, where my boundaries are. Um, and that, so SAPE has kind of been hand in hand with that journey. And I really appreciate it for that um, because as I've been going through this, like it also helped me to be able to talk to other people about these issues and approach it from a more, a more like, I was able to not unfocus from myself in a way that like allowed me to process it and also feel like I was doing something with it because I was often told, especially because um, although I've had like repeated assaults, like the first one was a while ago. Um, so I think that was, it, it made me feel like it's not just like something that I can't control um, or like just like a horrible event that will just, you know, change me forever. It really, entering SAPE really made me feel like you know, like this happened to me, but also like, this is not to say I, like, not that it was good, but that I can see this, um, I can take control of like what this means for me. Um, I think that was really important for me and say really, really helped me with that. Um, I also have struggled um, I've been able to find a community in SAPE where I haven't really found it elsewhere, um, especially like I kind of talked about in my own hometown. So it's just been really lovely to have like this family, um, this really supportive space that like while I was learning to establish my boundaries that also kind of understood them implicitly for me at the same time, um, just in the work we do. Um, so yeah. and. I'm sorry, I'm kind of organizing my thoughts because there's there's just a lot in these questions. Um, but I guess like some of my takeaways from, from my participation in hookup culture as well, um, and something I definitely want to tell myself entering freshman year, um, because I didn't, like even my hometown hookups were completely different from here. Um, and I felt like I had a lot of sexual experience that I didn't necessarily have, especially for the type of people um, that I would meet. Um, Sorry, those are the bells in my room. <laughs> but I, I think like the biggest things I would tell myself as a freshman directly in terms of hookup culture would be um, number one, it's okay to get up and leave whenever you feel like. And that doesn't just refer to having sex, but also like in general, I, I have the power to like, if I'm unhappy in the middle of a conversation, which isn't to say it's like all the time, like I do still wanna maintain relationships with people and have those conversations. But if I need to, like I can leave. if. I am feeling overburdened by work, I can tell them I can't do this work right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's been something in general that I've learned, but especially applying the hookup culture. Um, and especially like we talked about, or like you talked about a bit, Katerina, with prioritizing our set, communicating what is good for you, as well as like 
prioritizing your own boundaries over pleasing your partners. Um, because of the unhealthy relationships I've been in, I didn't really have the, even the concept particularly, as well as like the vocabulary to talk about, you know, I don't really want to do this. I know you do, but this isn't like, I'm just not feeling it right now. Um, but that's something like I really learned partially in sleep and just partially from the last four years. Um, but I think the biggest things I probably tell myself as a freshman um, is it's okay to be vulnerable with people. Uh, I, I'm i gonna draw this back into that trauma again, but that was definitely a response I had where I felt like I couldn't really trust anyone. Um, and I, I really leaned into this kind of metaphor of like, I, I'm like a plant. Um, and essentially like, but if you, if you don't water a plant, if you don't give it room, um, space to cry, whatever, like it, it'll become brittle and versus like the resilience is in like your softness, I suppose. Like also, I've also heard like, you know, like a willow will bend but not break kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's been really important for me. I would wanna tell myself, take a friend when you go out always. Um, I definitely felt like in freshman year, I was like, my friends are a little more introverted than me. And um, there'd be times when I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go out. Like, I want to go to this party. Like, I want to be like, so daring, whatever. Like, and I would leave without my friends. And that's, um, especially as a freshman as well, like, it wasn't the greatest decision on my part. Um, so always like, even if you don't aren't taking your friend with you, tell them where you are, share your location, like those like more practical tips, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I would remind myself that like one day I will I would find the people that I feel safe with, um, because vulnerability is also two way street, and mm -hmm. um, there'd be people who'd be willing to be vulnerable with me as well as you know accept my vulnerability and really cherish that. So. Yeah, those are kind of my reflections on my my freshman journey to here. Um, I I guess it's your turn now, Mariela. Are you ready? I'm ready, but I just wanted to say thank you, Reva, for being so vulnerable with us and yeah. sharing such like deep parts of you. And I really enjoyed hearing everything you had to say, even though it might have been hard for you to share. Thank you. Um, this is what I'm saying. Like I found a community in safe where I do feel like I can be vulnerable. So I really appreciate like, obviously you people as individuals, but also like the community we've created. Okay, so Mariel, now are you ready? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> um, so my kind of questions for you are, um, obviously like, I t uh, why do you like safe? Like, why are you here? <laughs> Um, and not, not like just, I don't know, like how, how you feel about the organization as a whole, um, our role on campus and, you know, what kind of, what kind of conversations do you think should be taking place? Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess I have to organize my thoughts for a bit, but I just want to start off by saying like very much like what you've said so far, Mayda, as well as what Katarina has mentioned about SAFE really being like a part of a community. Um, so I joined SAFE my freshman year. And at the time that I joined it, it didn't really have a lot of structural organization. 
Um, it was kind of like anybody who wanted to join could join. Uh, in my freshman fall, I really like didn't really know what I wanted out of my college experience. Um, I lived in a really small town at the time in central Pennsylvania, and I went to an, a really small all-girls school with my graduating class only having like 60 people. Um, yeah, yeah. So I arrived to Georgetown, and I didn't really like understand like, oh, like co uh, college clubs, like going to parties and all that. I was like, I don't know if that's really for me. So I kind of just joined SAPE on a whim, and I honestly think it's one of the greatest decisions that I have made. Um, that might sound really dramatic, but I really do feel like it's had such an impact, not only on who I am as a person, but also like how I interact with other people, how I approach trauma, how I approach um, healing. Um, and I found community in SAPE and I really have made some of amazing friends like you made the Courtney, Katarina, even going back to graduating seniors such as Andy, Suzu. Um, and it's great because we all have the same passion about not only raising awareness for sexual assault and helping to educate the Georgetown community on like what sexual assault is on college campuses, but also like talking about like healthy sexuality, like we've mentioned in the past. Um, and it's also made me a more confident person. Um, I do get anxious talking in front of people, but I feel like being a part of SAFE and having people who will like back me up and they'll take up the, the speaking position whenever I feel overwhelmed. Um, it's just made me feel better about not only talking in front of like groups of people, but talking about heavy topics that people might not, might not want to engage with, but nevertheless, these conversations have to be had in order to foster like a more inclusive and safe space for everyone. Um, also just like, We've had some amazing events this year alone in SAFE, such as the shout out to the Engelhard panel that we had a few weeks ago, as well as the Gemonica event last week, facilitated by the amazing Meda. Um, and I just want to say, like, it's never too late to start learning about how sexual assault can impact others and what you can do to help, how to be a better ally, a better person in general. Um, and I just think that sexual assault really is such a prevalent issue on college campuses. And I feel like being a part of SAFE can at least, I feel like if I can at least help one person have access to resources and like knowing who they can turn to and be vulnerable with, um, I feel like that's more than enough for me. Like I'm not looking to change the world, but I just feel like being a part of SAFE really has helped me a lot. And it's helped me realize that I actually want to continue to do this kind of work in the future. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at right now with SAPE. I just, I love it. I'm going to miss it so much. Um, I'm kind of getting emotional thinking about how <laughs> it's, it's going to be over, but you know, the memories live on as cheesy as that may sound. Um, and yeah, so Courtney, I don't know, are you ready for your question? Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, so kind of along the lines of what I just talked about, I'm just wondering, uh, what are some key takeaways of your SAPE experience so far? Um, and what do you hope to see SAFE accomplish in the future? Yeah, um, so kind of like you were saying, Marielle, um, public speaking has always been a source of anxiety. For me, I have always been like very afraid to stand up in front of a room or a crowd and um, you know, give a presentation. Um, the first time that we did the podcast, I was super, super anxious. Um, and so I think like on a personal level. Um, I remember the very first time that I led a facilitation a sophomore year. Um, I kind of surprised myself by how confident and in control I felt. Um, and I think that I realized later on that speaking about these, these issues, whether it's um, relationship violence, sexual assault, 
consent um, and trying to be a voice for survivors on campus um, is something that I'm really confident um, in and something that I feel really passionate about. Um, and so I think that just kind of out, outside of the content of, of SAPE, I, I think just more on a personal note, um, like a key takeaway for me was just really realizing that there is so much power in finding something that drives you um, and inspires you and um, makes you wanna you know, uh, speak out and speak up. Um, and so I think in addition, another takeaway that I have um, gathered from SAPE is that everyone needs to be a part of these conversations, um, not just because having more voices at the table will lead to a um, more whole conversation, but I think because the topics that we discuss in SAFE touch everyone's lives in, um, in some way, whether they realize it now or 10 years down the line, I think that having these conversations about relationship violence and trauma and sexual assault and consent um, touch everyone's lives. And I think that even if you yourself haven't experienced sexual um, violence or been in um, an abusive relationship firsthand, you likely probably um, know someone who has. Whether you realize it now or you're going to figure it out sooner, um, sooner or later, you have um, probably been in a room with survivors. Um, and so I think that taking the time to have these conversations and to learn more and to get informed and to educate yourself um, will help you be a more in engaged um, and supportive friend. Um, so I think just kind of realizing that these are conversations that all voices have to be a part of, um, even if it kind of makes them uncomfortable or they don't really want to have them. Um, I think that facilitating these kind of dialogues on a college campus um, is, is really critical. Um, and so I guess when I think about looking to the future, um, I definitely hope that the podcast continues. Um, I think that it's so exciting that we get to hear um, from students at Georgetown um, and various um, guests who have come onto the podcast. Um, I, I think it's so exciting that these conversations um, that we've had so far and are going to continue having are gonna be around even after we graduate. Um, and so I think it's such a great way for Georgetown students who have access um, to this information in a fun and accessible way. Um, because as uh, a, a couple of you have said, you know, there are so many students that I think come to Georgetown without any kind of um, sex education um, and have never had these conversations or really um, been in an environment where these kind of conversations were were even encouraged. Um, and so I'm just really proud to be a part of the podcast. Um, and so I'm definitely, I'm hoping that it continues and um, keeps on growing. Um, and I, I definitely wanna see um, SAFE continue to facilitate conversations on campus. Um, and I think we need to look for organizations and communities on campus that we haven't really reached out um, reached out to previously um, and really try to be intentional um, in, in having those conversations. Um, one kind of aspect of Georgetown life that, that comes to mind um, is uh, communities of faith, um, which is why I am, am so glad that um, we had that event last week, kind of um, exploring sexual assault um, and spirituality, because I think that we as an organization, as a school, um, have to continue to really lean into these hard conversations um, in regards to how they tie into um, spaces of faith as well. Because um, I think that in 
so many um, religious communities, um, conversations about sexual assault and sexuality um, are intentionally, um, you know, uh, they in intentionally tried to not have them um, for whatever the reasons could um, could be, which I think only creates a toxic environment for um, survivors and for the community as a whole. So I think just as an as an organization continuing to um, partner with campus ministry um, to really have these conversations um, in, in all faith communities on campus. Um, and I guess like the last thing that I would love to see happen um, would have um, a, a peer advocate program um, be developed so that students have access to a support system um, right away. So whether that be on a Friday night at 8 p.m. or a Saturday night at 2 a.m., um, I think just for students to know that they have access to other students who are willing to come sit with them in their room, at the hospital, um, at the library, at a Henley party, whatever it is, um, if there is a crisis that occurs and they feel like they um, need to reach out um, for resources, that they know that there is um, someone there who is going to come um, and provide that help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the things that I'm most excited about. Um, yeah. Yay. Yeah, so just to wrap us up, um, thank you so much to my fellow seniors for sharing your thoughts. This has been a really fun conversation. Um, these topics don't get talked about en enough. Um, so we hope that we can help start these important and brave conversations on Georgetown's campus. Um, if you want to learn more about what SAFE is doing in our virtual uh, learning environment, make sure to check us out on Instagram at GUSAPE. And don't forget to listen to our next episode. Um, once again, thank you to my fellow seniors and thank you to everyone for uh, listening to this episode of SAPE Speaks. Um, and make sure to keep an eye out for our summer podcasts. <laughs>